Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFPB Pro Matt Butale, coming at you today with another topic. And today I'll be sharing a hack that helped me essentially go from not being able to fill out a small t-shirt to being able to fill out a large t-shirt. All right, so we're going to be talking about arms and how to grow them specifically without PEDs, okay? So that's what we're going to be focusing on today's episode. If this is an issue that you have, typically guys care about this. Girls don't really care too much. If you're a guy and you have this, you know, problem, okay, or this issue and you don't know how to solve it, then stick around, open your ears, or maybe even bring out a pad and a pen because this is going to be something that you're going to need to focus on if you actually want to grow your arms naturally, all right? So I'm going to be giving you guys and girls three ways to get bigger and leaner arms and it's it may not be as straightforward as you think. Some of these things may have already crossed your mind, or you may have heard other people or myself say these things before. All right, but that's not going to stop me from diving into today's topic. I want you guys and girls to have this information downloaded into your brain. Okay, so lift big to get big. I mean, we always hear that, or at least most of us guys hear that. You know, if you want a big chest, you got to have a big bench. If you want big legs, you got to have a heavy squat. If you want a big back, you got to have to have a you know heavy bent over rows. You know big, you know, what essentially you lift big, you eat big and you get big, right? Isn't that what it is? Isn't that how we do it? Well, yes and no, but more of a resounding no. If you, if you don't even understand, we're going to uh, break that down right now. So like essentially getting bigger almost always equates to getting stronger, right? Like we know that in order to put on some muscle tissue, you've got to be able to put in some food and put up some weight, right? Like In theory, that's how it should work. And it does work like that for the most part. However, in the the case of arms, it's not so much of that, right? And it's it's not so much of eating big, getting big, or or, sorry, eating big, lifting heavy to get big arms. It's not as linear as that. Like, yes, that is an approach you can have. Yes, that will work. But it's not the only approach. And it's probably, even if you did, you were able to grow your arm size doing that method, the type of growth that you would be putting on is something you might not even be proud of because to grow your arms is one thing, but to grow your, your biceps and your triceps specifically in the, you know, the middle part of your biceps as well to isolate and have a, you know, a lean developed shredded arm is a lot different than having a big arm. You know what I mean? Like let's, let's compare it like this. Let's put it this way. Big arms, right? Think of a power lifter. Think of, uh, any literal, like a strong man, even right. They're strong. They've got really fucking big arms, like big arms. And they're not, it's not all fat. It's like, you know, there's some muscle there. You know what I mean? It has a function. It serves the purpose. It's used for lifting and pushing heavy weight and they eat big. So they look big, right? Now think of that versus a bodybuilder. Okay. Most of you guys that clicked and listened uh, to this podcast episode or are watching this live want to get bigger arms, not fatter arms. 
you know what I mean? So you don't, you likely don't want to have arms that are just big for no reason. You want to have arms that are big and defined. You want to have arms that are big and chiseled, you know, that have that density, that the, the vascularity, the veins and things of that sort. And that doesn't come with just training big and just eating big. So arms, it's a weird muscle group because it's a small muscle group. It, it's, it's a little bit different than your chest or your back and, you know, technically conforming to that theory that you can only get bigger insert muscle group if you eat bigger and train heavier like arms will follow suit with that but if you truly want to develop the look of your arms the shape of your arms then eating big like when i say eating big i mean like super bulking and lifting ridiculously irresponsible heavy weight for your arms is not necessary okay we're going to be breaking that down right now so like your arms will grow better if you execute the form and consistently push through higher volume basic movements it's very simple. If you've heard of me talk about this before in the past, if you've heard of me talk about how to grow your arms, if you've heard of me talk about how to build your chest, if you've heard of me talk about your shoulders, your back, your legs, how to you know build these muscles in a way where you will have more separation, more detail, more vascularity, <clears throat> I rarely ever lean towards the explanation of lifting super, super heavy and eating a lot of food because that's going to take away from the detail. It's going to aid you in strength. But uh, do you want to have a, a powerful powerlifting body, which is, I mean, you can have that if you want, or more of a aesthetic body where, you know, the fat is down, the muscle mass, or at least the density of the muscle appears to, you know, be increased. And you just have more, we'll say, quote unquote, toned muscles for the lot, you know, just to get you guys and girls to understand, because that's what you guys usually associate it with being more toned, quote unquote. So like, would you rather be more toned or would you rather just be bigger? The answer is usually more toned right? You want to show the cuts, you want to show the definition and lifting in a way where you're executing the form and prioritizing consistently pushing through higher volume, basic movements, curls and extensions is the way to do it. And it's the way that I've done it. And it's the way that my best clients do it. Okay. You don't need to have like an arm PR unless you're chasing some sort of arbitrary record. Like if you want to have a strict curled uh, record that you want to hold, right? Or some strongman power lift it, whatever it is. Like you do not need to have a 400 fucking pound curl. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never necessary and that will never get you 22 inch arms. Being able to curl 315 pounds is not synonymous with growing chiseled, peaky, shredded arms. It's not. And it's ironic because it looks like that, but really, you could get away with curling 20s and 30s. I mean, if you look at Phil Heath, and this is an extreme example here. If you look at Phil Heath, you know what I mean? I'm sure he can fucking curl hundreds. But on average, you'll probably see that guy curl no more than 50 pounds. Between 30 and 50 pounds. Because it's about the volume. And it's about the form. Okay? The volume and the form. And the consistency of prioritizing those two things over a long period of time. Which is going to get you not only that added muscle tissue but the type of look that you want from the arm, you know, to look pumped, to look vascular. Do you know what I mean? To have isolated, separated muscle bellies. That's the way you get to, to, to developing that, that kind of muscle. Instead of thinking, oh, I got to be able to curl 225 pounds. It's not the same as like bench press, for example, where like, yeah, benching 225 plus will actually help you more than you think, right? When we're comparing to arms though. So again, you just need to train them intentionally and frequently enough to enough to notice a pump and a mild burning sensation. Like if you can consistently achieve a mild burning sensation while focusing on maintaining moderate to high volume with basic movements, 
weight that isn't too crazy, you're already in the green. Like that's literally the the foundation that you'll need as an athlete in order to be able to build, not even as an athlete, as a human being, in order to build more toned, more isolated and bigger arms naturally. Okay, so with that said, okay, here are three ways to grow bigger arms and leaner arms, right? These are like three jot notes that I put aside that I want you guys and girls to just download into your brain. And these are the three things that I think if you focus on, it'll become a lot easier in a sense. It'll require a lot less effort in order for you to actually maintain the training quality that is required for you to get the arms that you want, okay? So let's break it down. Number one, and I just talked about this. Like drill this into your brain, guys and girls. Leave the ego at home. You do not need to lift super heavy in order to grow your arms. As I said, being able to curl 315 is not synonymous with having 20-inch biceps. It doesn't mean that because you're so strong with your arms that your arms will look that way and vice versa, right? It's about the approach. When training your arms, you want to use a weight you can actually control with great form. And if you can't feel 1,000 fire ants in your arms by the 10th rep, then it's too light or it's too heavy. And that, that's weird. It's like, what? Too light or too heavy? Which one is it? Well, again, guys and girls, you're going to have to gauge this one. Okay. Say, for example, you're doing uh, curls, cable curls. Okay. And you notice that when you lift too heavy, you know, your elbows will swing and you're jerking your chest up and you're not really feeling your arms when you're curling because of all the extra momentum. So that's a sign that you need to drop the weight. Also, on the flip side, maybe the weight is too light. And you're doing all the, like, the form is correct. It's perfect. You're not swinging anything. But you don't feel a burn in your arms. Then that's an indicator that, you know, the weight is too light. So you're going to have to sort of listen to your body and gauge what you're going to need to do when it comes to changing the weight that you're literally, you're lifting on the cable for this example or weight in general to find that sweet spot where you can at least, at least, guys and girls, by the 10th rep, feel a 1,000 fire ants in your arms. And this is like... We might call this a dramatization, but it's really going to feel like it's burning. And when it feels like it's burning, you're doing your job ripping up the muscle fibers, tearing them up so that they can heal and essentially give you the muscles that you want. All right. And it also shows that you're able to properly isolate and focus the contraction in one certain area. The same will happen with your biceps, with your triceps, with every muscle that you train, if you're able to do it correctly. And that's what we call the mind muscle connection. Okay. So if you don't feel a mind muscle connection, you are either lifting way too heavy or you're lifting way too light. And you need to control that. Make sure your form is peak. All right. And that your tempo is good. And that you have full control over the weight that you're lifting while feeling that burn by the 10th rep. So you know that you're doing what you can. The second thing, guys and girls. Okay. This is going to aid you not just with your arms, but with every other muscle group. Okay. Especially any move that you're pulling with. Number two, intentionally grip your pinky and ring finger on the bar. Okay, intentionally grip your pinky and ring finger on the bar. What does that mean? Like, aren't your hands already on the bar? Even if you're doing a false grip, isn't your pinky already on the bar? Isn't your ring finger already on the bar? Like, yes, but make the extra emphasis and over-exaggerate your grip with your pinky and ring finger. And here's why I want you to do that. Okay, this only this doesn't only work for your arms when it comes to biceps. This works for your arms when it comes to triceps. This works for your body when it comes to chest, and especially when it comes to back. When you're doing any kind of row movement, and you can squeeze your pinky and ring finger. What you're doing is, if you could just squeeze it right now and you look at it on your own hand, you'll see that a part of your forearm is, is, is contracting as you squeeze your pinky and ring finger. And that part of your forearm 
is going to give you enough grip strength to properly like hold that bar so you can isolate it well isolate your lats by holding that bar firm the same thing happens with a curl right if you're able to grip your pinky and ring finger again squeeze your pinky and ring finger in the form of a fist you'll see your, your forearms flexing that is going to allow your body to trigger and initiate the muscle fibers in your arms as you curl a lot more efficiently than if you weren't to overemphasize the pinky and ring finger grip does that make sense okay so to fully isolate and to fully recruit all the fibers in your bicep you need to have a death grip on the bar and the best way for me to emphasize this is to squeeze extra hard with your pinky and ring finger and twist your thumb outwards as, so that it points away from you. And that you can see as you curl up, the muscle will ball up a lot tighter. You'll be able to feel a lot more tension. And of course, your forearms will be a little bit active too there, which of course will help you get some forearm gains, which will also help out with the balance of the performance and the aesthetic overall look of the arms. Okay, so grip strength is really fucking important. Having a grip, having a firm grip on the bar for a bicep curl is going to engage your forearms and allow you to get a better bicep contraction. Also, having stronger forearms will aid you with grip strength, which is another bonus. It'll help you with your deadlifts. It'll help you with your rows. It'll help you with your bench press. Grip strength is so underrated. And if you're not doing forearm workouts, I strongly recommend that you focus on working on your grip strength throughout your workouts. Hit two birds or three with one stone. Okay, and speaking of three, let's talk about the third thing, the third tip when it comes to the three steps or three tips that I'll give you to help you build your arms naturally, to grow your arms naturally. Number three, this one should never, ever, ever, ever go overlooked because we're not lifting really heavy with the arms, right? We are consistent and we are applying volume. So consistency and volume are the two variables that we should focus on leveraging the most, not the uh, not how much we can lift, right? Unless you're trying to set a world record for strict curl, right? So the third thing, guys and girls, that I want to break down is supersets and high reps. So let's talk about supersets really quickly first. Supersets, they're not necessarily like they save time, right? It's not like you have to do them, but they save time and you, they allow you to like squeeze in a lot more movements in, in a shorter time period. And if you're like me and you don't have an arm day and you train arms pretty much four, three, four days a week at the end of your workouts, then supersets are definitely going to be beneficial to help reduce the extra time you spend at the gym, especially if you're a busy person. All right. But supersets are also beneficial for the amount of blood, the pump, the level of volume that you're putting yourself through as you work through those movements. Okay. So supersets in conjunction with high reps, is honestly, it's a peanut butter salad, a peanut butter and jam sandwich. It's a fucking match made in heaven. It's something you should do in order to build your your biceps and your triceps efficiently while saving time. Okay, while also being consistent too and focusing on your form, which are the other things that we did mention earlier on, and we'll recap in a little bit. So, guys and girls, I've always been a fan of training my biceps and triceps on the same day. This allows me to fatigue my biceps and then train my triceps while my biceps are resting and vice versa, which also allows me to get a crazy fucking pump. And I typically do this bicep slash tricep extension, uh, you know, superset. So I'll do a bicep curl on the cable and a tricep extension um, on the cable as well. You know, I'll just hog two ends of the cable. I'll do a superset with that for about 15 to 20 reps and four sets each. Okay, so let's call it, if it's 
20 reps. Then it'll be 80 reps each. So I'll go do 20 of my curls. Then I'll go do 20 of my extensions and 20 of my curls and 20. And I'll go back and forth. And I'm not really taking a rest because when I'm doing my triceps, as I said, my biceps are resting. And then when I'm doing my biceps, my triceps are resting. So it allows me to pack in the most possible volume to get, you know, as much as as much of a pump as possible while also saving me some time, but still placing an emphasis on focusing on, again, maintaining high volume, keeping my pinky and ring finger squeezed around that bar for the death grip in order to ignite my forearms, which is going to ignite my biceps, and also keeping in mind that I'm not going to be lifting super heavy. So again, I feel a little bit more comfortable in it kind of soften the blows up the soft it softens the blow on my ego when I <laughs> go back and forth and the weight isn't too light or too we'll say too heavy it softens the blow on my ego for that because I still feel a burn I still get a ridiculous pump um but I also don't have to convince myself that I have to lift a little heavier because I got more rest time because I'm cutting up my rest time just by going back and forth right as my biceps rest I'm hitting triceps as, and vice versa so with that, I can justify, or at least <laughs> when it comes to leaving my ego at the door, I can justify that, okay, well, I technically don't have any rest for this entire movement, so I'm just going to do a weight that will allow me to do that, even though I know, you know what I mean, that I'm intentionally lifting uh, lighter so that I can actually get a better workout, right? So that's a little trick that I use myself because, again, I understand, especially as a guy, like you want to lift as much as you possibly can every single time that you go to the gym, and that's not always necessary. Okay, there's a there's a point in time where it's necessary. And there are certain workouts or days where that's just the status quo, like leg day. <laughs> even if I feel like I don't want to do it, I, I have I've got to do it. I've got to lift the heaviest. Right. So um, that's when it applies. But when it comes to, when it comes to arms, something like arms, you know, or even calves, like you don't really need to overemphasize the uh, the attention on the weight that you're lifting. It's not as important as you may think it is. OK, and a pro tip, guys and girls, for, for training your arms here. I train my arms no less than three times per week, unless I'm like completely taking a rest and I'm not training that week. Okay. So in my, when I, while I'm active. Okay. And when I say active, I mean, when I'm consistently training, I'm not training my arms less than three times per week. Right. I don't have an arm day. So the way that I do it is at the end of my workouts, um, I would just target them because they're smaller muscle groups and I would always do the larger muscle groups first, the back, the chest, or whatever I'm training that day. Like my main focal point will be another muscle group. And then at the end of the day or at the end of the workout, I would focus on the smaller muscle groups because they can take high volume and they can grow when fully recovered, right? So they take a little bit less time to recover, I've noticed, because they're a smaller muscle group, just like calves. So at the end of my workout, I'll do the bicep tricep superset, something super simple, but focusing on the three fundamentals that I just talked about, which is one not lifting super heavy, two, intentionally gripping my pinky and ring finger on the bar, and three, supersets combined with high reps. So I'd mix that up at the end of my workouts to make sure the volume is high. Um, and I'll do that three to four times a week. So at the end of like three to four workouts. And if I do decide to go in on a Sunday, which would be the seventh day to train for me, because Sunday's usually rest, then I'll just do all arms that day because I don't have an arm day and I don't need one because of this, right? So that's a pro tip. You guys and girls, Feel free to use that. It might save you some time and also uh, help expedite or fast track the progress of your arm growth, the muscle tissue growth on your arms and focusing on keeping it toned instead of like, you know, just getting bigger arms that are fat. Right. So always remember this, guys and girls, always remember this, that simple movements are the best. There's no need to try cool workouts that you saw online and the basics will give you more progress than any other fucking movement or any other machine. The basics. Okay, 
That's why Arnold looks so fucking great. He did the basics and mastered them. All right. Let me know, guys and girls, if you're listening to this on the live stream or if you listen to this on the Head on the Mic podcast recording, if this helped you out. Okay, that's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Also, guys and girls, if you want to bring me in as your coach and you want to learn from me firsthand, you can shoot me a DM and I'll see if I'll be a good fit for you. All right. Let's embrace your enemy head together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. I got FBB Pro Matt Butale signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, Feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner me head. All right. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.